Language Digest of the Kaleidoscope podcast, your source for inspiration. Just like a kaleidoscope, which creates ever-new changing forms and mirroring patterns, in the Kaleidoscope podcast, different viewpoints and perspectives, different thinkers and experts are brought together in new ways. In the English Digest, we pick up on some of the ideas and reflect on them for our non-Yemeni listeners. Our aim is to inspire you to think beyond boundaries, to look at issues from new angles, and to integrate new ideas into inspiring, innovative solutions. Don't forget that you're part of this kaleidoscope, and sharing your thought is important to us. Contact us after each episode on social media or at contact at yemenpolicy.org. A few days of tranquility for Suha Basharan. She's far from her war-torn homeland of Yemen. It's also kind of relaxing to be in a calm country uh, and with no worries or uh, and you walk peacefully around at any time uh, of the day. Basharan is a women's rights activist with the aid organization CARE. A long-awaited visa has allowed her to visit Berlin for a few days to appeal to German politicians to take more of an interest in her home country. She's trying to improve women's rights in a place where civil war has raged for years and 80% of the population depends on humanitarian aid. Her task is becoming more difficult. When the priority is to find food and you don't know from where your uh, second meal is coming, the, the talk, uh, to talk about rights, people is like, feed me first and then talk about rights. Discrimination against women is worse in Yemen than anywhere else in the world, according to the Global Gender Gap Report. Equal rights activists cite child marriages, female genital mutilation, and domestic violence. This was an excerpt from a news piece broadcasted by Deutsche Welle two years ago. Since then, the situation of Yemeni women has not changed. Overall, the situation has worsened. But now, just like it was the case then, women's rights activists are speaking out about women's plight on social media. This is Amal Abdullah, and I would like to welcome all listeners to the fourth episode of the Kaleidoscope podcast. In today's episode, we want to critically assess the social media activism focused on women's rights. I'm here to discuss this with Hadil Ashwal, a consultant for the World Bank, head of MENA Age, and a women's rights activist, as well as Mukhtar Ahmed, a PhD researcher and creator of social and educational content that aims at inspiring change within the Yemeni family and society. I also spoke to Fatma Nabil, the social media expert at Yemen Policy Center. Welcome to you all. Mukhtar, as the only man in this round, could you tell us what your perspective is on women's rights? I think that women's rights in the Arab world in general and in Yemen specifically are not only a problem that is of a concern of women only but rather the problem of society and all family members, including men. What I mean is that the foundation of injustice of women is her presence and residence with a man, whether he is a brother, father, or a husband, who is always afraid of the patriarchal society around him. This society pressures the man to behave in a certain way, and this man always lives in a state of anxiety because of what goes on people's mind about his family. You know, people ask about why does your sister work? 
Why does your wife go out late? Why did your mother do this? And many things like that. Hadil, I want to ask you about the activism around women's issues. When it comes to the campaigns that take place online, do they succeed in raising awareness of Yemenis on the difficulties of women? Another question is, do these campaigns reach men as well? Let's take Ashti Haggi campaign as an example. A campaign that I started with other Yemeni women inside and outside Yemen. Ashti Haggi means I want my rights. The campaign was launched against the Houthis in particular. At a time when the Houthis were aggressively setting discriminatory policies against women. I can say that this campaign was a huge success. The hashtag Ashti Haggi drew attention of uh, many news agencies such as DW News and I also did an interview with the BBC and a debate on Al Arabiya channel to discuss the campaign. One of the things we highlighted and criticized was the uh, dismissal of women from their jobs in restaurants on the pretext of gender segregation. After the campaign was launched, the Houthis made a video in which they talk to women in restaurants and deny their expulsion. We knew from our sources that they returned them to jobs after the campaign. I don't really care about their denial. The most important thing to me is that they ended some of these unjust decisions. But to be honest, in general, the problem with the campaign or with any campaign it's, is that it's really difficult to follow up and to know when the change happens due to the pressure from campaigns, if it will continue or end as soon as the hype about the issue diminishes. I would like to add a point to what you said, Hadir. The awareness campaigns directed to women have created a new male generation that is more conservative and fearful of all the so-called women's rights and feminism. Therefore, families see such campaigns as a real danger to their families. So they always try to not allow these voices and ideas to reach their homes and families. This brings us to the point that the man is a great partner in this problem and there must be a campaigns to educate him about the importance of the rule of women in the society. Men must understand that women in Yemen suffer a lot. They face war, oppression, harassment and injustice from the society. Despite all this, women were able to resist the community and its view and went out searching for jobs or starting businesses to provide a source of income for herself and her family. This is super interesting, Mokhtar. So really, the question is how this discourse can be pushed forward without alienating men, especially men allies who could otherwise support women. You know, all this reminds me of an article that I read last month in Al Madaniya magazine. It's called um, A Critical Reading of the Yemeni Feminist Discourse. Basically, the article argues that the feminist discourse in Yemen excludes men, which leads to a backlash against women in Yemen. 
Also, the author uh, argued that some of the issues raised by the activists don't really reflect the reality experienced by many Yemeni women. I agree with many of the things that were discussed in the article. There is a clash between feminist activists and many of the people we are trying to convey to them the idea of gender equality, women's rights, and feminism. In general, you can't convince someone with an idea when you are putting all the blame on her, nor touch the values that she is very much proud of. And the more different you are from the people that you are trying to persuade, the harder it is for you to change their minds. And this applies to, show, to social change. For it to really happen, we need to have more types of feminists, male and female, that represents different types of people in the society. People that discuss women's rights and women's issues from different points of views, but still have the same goal, which is to improve status, the status of women in Yemen. What you said, Hadil, is true. And I think that there is a gap occurred between feminists and society because of the counter campaigns launched by those who oppose women's rights, or which we call the anti-feminists. They represent any man or woman who fights the equality between men and women and completely opposes their rights and most of this work is done, as I said, through campaigns against the awareness content presented by many feminists. I would like to bring another perspective to the table. Of course, not all discussions around women's issues on social media come in the form of campaigns, but it's simply also a matter of information sharing. For example, research conducted by YPC on the security sector has shown that the prime source of information for local police stations on women's security issues appears to be social media. This is either because social media is such an effective information sharing tool or because news stories of women who have been violated, harassed or experienced violence in some form often generate outrage coupled with demands for the police to act. Maybe Fatma can share some examples with us. Fatma, what do you see here as a positive impact? And also, what are possible negative consequences of the police using social media as a source of information on women's security? Yes, Amal, social media indeed had a positive impact on many cases, which if it weren't for social media and the societal pressure on the police, they wouldn't have gotten their justice. There are many cases of violations of women's rights and crimes of violence or murder that the sharing of information about them on social media led to the police's action. But this remains rare and not guaranteed. And in fact, in some cases, sharing this information about women may have a negative impact on their condition rather than help them, increasing the risks they face. In addition to that, social media, as we know, has the potential to spread false information, which may lead cases to go in another direction. For example, these women's virtues might be questioned and false stories might be written about them. It also may be negative when feminist activists are targeted and their information and content on social media is used as evidence of their advocacy of values that some people think goes against the traditions of society. 
So I think the risk of jeopardizing women's privacy can be avoided by adopting principles that puts their safety as a priority when presenting their cases and advocating for their rights. And it's good to share information they need on how to deal with their problems and for serious cases, addresses of safe spaces and support centers for women that they can turn to and then reach the police or obtain legal advice. This, in my opinion, is the best way to use social media to support the security of the majority of oppressed women. What's also interesting from this research is that police officers kept on repeating that they do not treat women differently from men. They would emphasize in their responses that women and men are equal. And this shows their lack of understanding for women's unique security concerns because women do have different needs than men, even if they should be treated equally by the law. That is why I find it important that feminists, both men and women, take into consideration the diverse circumstances and environment that Yemeni women experience from one area to another. And as I said before, this will also help in the presence of feminists from different groups and points of views in our society. This way, we can reach people from different backgrounds and can make that social change. Yes, so the goal needs to be to reach as many people as possible and inspire a different approach to women in all regards. So in terms of local peace building, uh, we can say that social media campaigns have the potential to promote women's rights, to raise awareness and to change attitudes, but at the same time, they hold the potential to aggravate tension around women's rights. So here, it is so important to pick a type of language that does not alienate people. For example, um, Fatima, who has worked uh, the social media aspect in various projects, including Manasati 30 developed strategies to create spaces in which women and men can interact and exchange while at the same time feeling safe. Fatma, um, can you share those with us? I think that one of the most important differences between the online campaigns that succeed and those that have limited impact lies not only in the message and the language, but in the type of interaction adopted in the campaign. Many neglect the importance of interacting with the public and they spread awareness messages in one-sided communication. And in fact, one of the biggest challenges when dealing with local social media is gaining the trust of Yemeni women. The problems that women face in reality follow them to the internet, harassment, blackmail, belittling their ideas and problems. Uh, therefore, women often hesitate to interact in public pages and online campaigns. Also, people sometimes doubt the goals of these campaigns. That's why I found that Yemeni women take comfort when there are no men in private groups, where problems range from symbols such as makeup tips to serious problems or obtaining legal advice. It's a special space that women resort to for solidarity. So the issue is not that the messages don't reach women online or that they avoid interacting with it, but the opposite, internet is actually the main source of information for most of them. So how to get a meaningful interaction that achieves results? 
That is what I set as a priority when creating online spaces so people could feel safe and that their voice is heard and their opinion contributes to change and that's when they are involved in the discussion. One of the examples that comes to my mind right now is the engagement with the topic about abuse during childbirth. It was an article and there was a potential for it to ignite a good conversation on social media. Therefore, by sharing stories about women's experiences with this issue, that encouraged many women to talk about their own experiences and even about what their body suffers from because of this issue. Although it's known that it's difficult for women in public pages to speak freely when it comes to sensitive topics, but through several strategies for publishing and interacting with them, a safe space was created for women and men also to interact. Some men commented and said, I didn't know about this, or my wife is pregnant and now I will make sure that this doesn't happen to her. And then you can just let the wheel spin. Users have been exchanging advices, pursuing each other, women and men interacting in serious and respectful manner. A group of women told us that they created a Facebook page where they campaigned to address abuse during childbirth in Yemen. So for the audience you targeted to raise awareness to turn into real-life advocators and makers of awareness campaigns, this is undoubtedly a positive result. In my opinion, in order for us to be able to build a kind of solidarity between the women themselves and also among the society as a whole, we first need to understand the negative customs and traditions in a deep-rooted way. Meaning, the reason why some adhere to them and their fears of abandoning them. In addition to that, the presence of supporters and solidarity from different affiliations and fields like political leaders, Muslim leaders, and activists in different fields would help us really deliver the messages in a more effective way. That is why I see that Mukhtar's work is a very important work because his work is not focused only on women's rights, but also on other aspects that can contribute to making a positive social change. I totally agree with you, Hadil. And I believe that uh, men have a big role in solving the problems facing women and obtaining their rights. That's why the content I create is directed to the father and to the brother and to the husbands. I always try to make them conscious about women's rights because they are really responsible for the next generations. I talk to the man who harassed, the man who abuses the woman of his home. I talk to the father who never understand his daughter's wants and needs. And I talk to the mean brother so that man would be aware of women's suffering and at the same time, the importance of their rule in all aspects of the society. Thank you, Hadil, Mukhtar, and Fatima. I would also like to thank all the many activists who, despite the many challenges they face, have not given up defending the issues that affect Yemeni women and raising awareness about their rights. Also, at the same time, supporting the various issues that happen in society. I'm confident that with your work and the solidarity of all individuals, we will achieve justice and equality in our Yemeni society.